is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Sunandita Santanam, and we want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Tonight, we highlight activism and our Mother Earth through this amazing interview. We speak with Alicia Chavez about the new CESOS curriculum titled Ciclos de la Tierra. The Balloon Fiesta begins on October 7th this year. We'll hear from Liz Alvaz, Park and Bus Rides Operation Manager at the Balloon Fiesta. She tells us about all the awesome things to look forward to this year as you plan your trip to the Fiesta. That's not all. We, of course, will be sharing our weekly vaccine equity segment for the most recent COVID safety and vaccination information, as well as our community calendar segment to keep you up to date on what's happening in our community. Let's get this program started with the song Keeping Your Head Up by Birdie. Times that I've seen you lose your way, you're not in control. Be told all I can do to keep you safe is hold you close, hold you close till you can breathe on your own. Alicia Chavez is the board president at the Center for Social Sustainable Systems, or CESOS an impact and partnerships lead at Food Corps New Mexico. This evening, Alicia tells us about the CESOS curriculum Ciclos de la Tierra. Its teachings originate from the native New Mexican communities with an integration on both natural and cultural elements around water sharing practices. Here is our interviewer, Matas Javer, speaking with Alicia Chavez. This is Matas Javer with Generation Justice, and today I'm speaking with Alicia Chavez. She is the board president at the Center for Social Sustainable Systems, or CESOS, and New Mexico Impact and Partnership Lead at Food Corps New Mexico. Alicia, welcome to Generation Justice. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yes, um, I am from New Mexico for as long as my family remembers on both sides, my um, father's and mother's side. Um, this is the land that I know, the land that I want to be on. Um, my life purpose is to reintroduce and reintegrate people to the land, getting people's hands into the earth. So everything that I do comes from that place. I love to be in nature. I love to be at the farm. I love to cruise and I love um, to listen to music. Wow, thank you so much. Could you tell us about what CESOS is and what CESOS does? Yes. So CESOS is a nonprofit located here in the central Rio Grande Valley, working to protect and sustain the traditional water sharing and agricultural practices of the area. Um, so I know that you helped create a new curriculum at the Center for Social Sustainable Systems, or CESOS, uh, known as Ciclos de la Tira. Can you tell us what this curriculum is and how can it be implemented into our community? Yeah, so uh, we've been working on this curriculum since 2017, and it is a school curriculum for grades three through five. 
It spans the, the range of school subjects from reading and literacy to science, and it really explores the traditions and culture around water sharing practices in this area. Um, acequias aren't unique to New Mexico, but we have been sustaining that practice for over 500 years. Since the Spanish came, they've been known as acequias, but before the Spanish came, water sharing ditches were used by indigenous people in this area. And that technology coupled with what the Spanish brought when they came over, which they learned from the Moors, I wanna highlight. It's something that we also need to protect, not only because it um, helps with the way that we grow our food, which is so essential to our livelihoods, but also because uh, of the culture that surrounds it, of the deep spiritual, um, scientific, and and uh, communal practices that are attached to that. So it stems from those water sharing practices, but then we also wanna go into the importance of taking care of the land, taking care of each other, and how when we're a part of that cycle, we're also taking care of our communities and strengthening them in the process. Wow, that's that's beautiful. So what is the ultimate goal of Ciclos de la Tierra curriculum? So the overall goal of the Ciclos de la Tierra curriculum is to ensure that the youth that are walking over, driving over these acequias every single day understand their use and understand their history so that they're not just forgotten tools and technologies, but that they can be utilized for years to come. It's, it, it, like I said, it is a cultural aspect. It is a communal aspect. It's also a political aspect. Water is very important to everyone in the world. And we know that water is a beautiful um, part of how we live and survive in this world. And so we need to learn about that and continue those practices into the future. Can you please share how this curriculum is oriented around ciclos or seasons and the importance that it holds? Yes, the ciclos are the seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. And the curriculum is organized within each of those seasons because the way the acequias are run depends on the season. In the springtime or early springtime before we're planting uh, acequias are cleaned out by the parciantes, the people that use the acequias. And then in the summertime, the acequias are running, depending on how much water they're running throughout the summer, hopefully. Um, that hasn't been the case in recent years because of lack of water. In the fall, um, acequias are being shut down, harvests are happening, and then in the winter, the acequias rest. It's also a reflection of what farmers are doing throughout the year. They're planting, they're taking care of all of their farms and gardens, harvesting and then resting in the winter. And as an extension, I think everyone outside of farming and gardening should also be holding those practices in the springtime, gearing up for what we're doing in the summer, sustaining that in a healthy way throughout the summer, reaping our harvest in the fall, and then resting throughout the winter to start again the following year. Wow, that's so cool. You have originated your teaching concepts to traditional New Mexican communities. 
what are these concepts and why were they chosen? I started this project with CESOS in their youth internship when I was getting my master's in community and regional planning through UNM. When you're getting your master's, they ask you to pose a problem, to pose a question, and to answer it. And my question was, as a community organizer, which I've been for years, how are we making our communities better by and for each other? And if there's so many people that are doing this work in our communities, why does it look like our work is so siloed? And why haven't we made a bigger impact? That was my questioning going into this. So as I was in this youth internship, Dr. Virginia Necochea, who was leading it alongside Jorge Garcia, who is the current executive director of CESOS, they pointed me towards the culture around acequias and water sharing practices. And um, the four concepts that arose were resolana, mutualismo, gerencia, and self-governance. I, I first learned about mutualismo from Professor Jose Rivera at my master's program in community and regional planning. And I thought that word, which means a deep responsibility to community, was a perfect tool and guide for how we can work better together in our communities to create the communities that we want to see. If we are holding that responsibility to community at the center of our work, we're going to more often let go of any conflicts that may come in between the work that we're trying to do because it's beyond us as individuals. These other terms um, rose up after I learned about mutualismo from Professor Rivera. And um, Resolana is learning, um, growing, talking to each other, conversing um, in groups. That word originates from um, the sunny side of the building, resol, resolana, the place of sun. And, the, and so when people are getting up early in the morning, getting ready to do their work, oftentimes they'll stand on the sunny side of the, of the building waiting for whatever it is that they're waiting for. While people are waiting, they talk, they chat, they learn about each other, they joke around. And through those processes, worldviews are built, understandings of each other, of the people, of the culture, the history, the land. Um, and that's how we get to know who we are and who the land is that we come from. Um, and then from that, you build querencia, which is that deep love and understanding of place. And love, I think, can sometimes be easier to, to hold from a place. But what's really important of that word querencia is the understanding of place, understanding the original peoples of the place, the original people's culture, tradition, understanding and naming of the places and why those exist. And from that deep understanding of place, um, that that love is deepened. It's not a superficial love of just, wow, this place is beautiful, but it's more so the generational understanding of the people, place, and um, of course, animals and water of that area. From that deep love and understanding, that querencia that we have for the places that we're from or that we are at, 
comes mutualismo, that responsibility to those place, the responsibility to the animals, the earth, the water, the plants of that place, and our role within that to sustain, maintain, and um, create something beautiful for the survival and um, being able to thrive in that space together. And self-governance um, reflects on the political space that Asequias hold in New Mexico politics. It's some of the oldest laws on the books. The water is protected, um, especially for indigenous communities. They'll get the water first. If um, we're in a drought, indigenous communities will get the water first. Although that's not always practiced, that is the law on the books. Um, and so it just ref it just responds to this democratic system that has been um, playing out long before New Mexico became a quote-unquote state, before it was named quote-unquote New Mexico. Um, people have been practicing democracy in that space longer. And this cycle can also respond to community building. So Resolana learning about the community that we're in, the issues, the people who have been working on this long before us, um, building that querencia within those spaces. What is our responsibility to that movement and to our community within that movement and those most impacted by an issue? And then what laws, policies, and practices can we create, change, morph, evolve along the way to better serve us in the process? So those four concepts can um, reflect acequias, but also community building and internally how we walk on this earth. Oh, that's like so insightful. Um, so can these concepts be implemented in non-New Mexican traditional communities? And if so, how? And if not, why? What's beautiful about these concepts is that the the words that I mentioned, mutualismo, rasolana, querencia, and self-governance may or may not originate here in New Mexico, but the ideas behind them span across the world. So once I learned about mutualismo and that idea of mutual responsibility to one another, I started learning and listening and looking out for other words and other um, cultures that mean the same thing. So I came across in Lakesh, which is Mayan, and it means you are my other me. I am the other you. Ubuntu, which is Zulu, which means I am because we are. I am because you are. Teranga, which is Senegal, which means warmth, hospitality, community care. Akitan, which is Lakota, together in joint effort. And Gong Seng, which is Korean, and it means it's based on the understanding that all life on earth is interconnected, the one way we can thrive together. And that's just the few words that I found so far. I'm hoping to find more. Alicia, can you talk about the moment that we are in right now related to climate crisis? Um, what are your thoughts and how does this relate to your work? I think that climate crisis um, has been completely preventable. We've been being warned about this for decades. The corporations and institutions that are at fault for this have done nothing and in fact keep harming the earth, um, like the army, um, you know, mining companies and big polluters across the world. They're not doing enough 
to curb the impact that they're having. And I know that people want to do all they can. I hope they do, but it's really these corporations that we need to um that we need to keep accountable, hold accountable. And at the same time, I think our individual responsibility is to ourselves and our communities and learning how to survive and thrive with what we have, um, what we have available to us in the immediate location that we're at, trying as much as possible to source locally, um, to know our farmers, to get our food from our farmers, and to do what we can to support the plants and animals around us to thrive. So where can people find more information about the curriculum and about scissors? Yeah, so to get more information on the curriculum, you want to go to sesos.org, C-E-S-O-S-S dot O-R-G slash ciclos de la tierra, C-I-C-L-O-S-D-E-T-I-E-R-R-A. And you could find more information about the curriculum. You could download the curriculum through a donation. And CESOL's organization is who will benefit from that. We want to create a teacher's network of teachers who are using this curriculum here in New Mexico or beyond. Um, we're also going to be having teachers in California and Oregon using this curriculum so that they can learn from each other, expand on this curriculum. And eventually we want to expand the curriculum from pre-K to college age students so that we're learning across the span of how we can um, reintegrate with the earth and each other. Um, so is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, yes, I am. I was never alone in creating this curriculum. Um, I've been leading it and guiding it along the way, but there have been over 30 community leaders contributing to the information in the curriculum, the way that it's set up so that it's more understandable for teachers and student-centered, the art that was behind the curriculum and making it a more anti-racist and worldly curriculum so that it's not just useful to folks here in New Mexico, but beyond this region and this place. Thank you, Alicia, for the amazing work you have put into our community to making it stronger. Um, your dedication and love for New Mexico is genuinely inspiring. The amount of work you put into this is like amazing and the amount of like, like you can see the love in it and it's actually beautiful like genuinely I, it's like it's genuinely beautiful like thank you so oh. much oh thank you so much for having me on here I'm so grateful to be interviewed by you all and to share this information to a wider audience for Generation Justice I'm Matas Jabir Thank you, Alicia, for sharing the wonderful curriculum that CESOS has put together to help young and older folk alike understand the cultural and traditional importance of water sharing practices. Our guest, Alicia, chose this next song, Que Agonia by Yaritza y su Esencia, Yuridia and Angela Aguilar.
te olvidé Aún te sigo queriendo Saturday, October 7th marks the beginning of this year's International Balloon Fiesta. If you're from New Mexico, this is a special time of year for you. We hear from Liz Aldaz, the Park and Bus Rides Operation Manager with the Balloon Fiesta. Liz tells us about her role, what to look forward to, and where you can find more information about this year's Balloon Fiesta. Here's GJ's communications liaison, Lily Lukau, speaking with Liz Aldaz. This is Lily Lukau with Generation Justice, and I am speaking with Liz Aldaz, the Park and Bus Rides Operations Manager with Balloon Fiesta. Welcome to Generation Justice, Liz. Please tell us more about yourself. Well, I've been an operations manager for the park and ride for the International Balloon Fiesta, and I've been doing that for seven years. Um, I have uh, 45 years of experience in student transportation. I just retired two years ago. It seems like, oh man, uh, yeah, it went by fast. And I retired from Rio Rancho Public Schools, uh, student transportation. I was uh, the activity and field trip and event coordinator there for many years. Um, I loved working there and uh, it was just amazing. And so I also, you know, worked with Balloon Fiesta with uh, all my drivers when we used to contract with them. I was there with them, you know, going through the whole, uh, you know, making sure they check in on time and they're on time at Balloon Fiesta Park and what have you. And so that's what started me like really interested um, because I would see a lot of things that um, sometimes when you're in my profession, you're a little picky about how things are run. So you always have something to say. And I thought, okay, quit complaining and get in there and do something. And so, uh, yes, they asked me to work for them and I loved it and I've been doing it ever since. So it's, uh, yeah, it's really uh, an amazing, amazing uh, opportunity for me. Thank you. So what is it that makes it so special to you to bring people into the balloon fiesta? Well, it's amazing. As you all know, if you're from Albuquerque, um, New Mexico, we have a beautiful side of balloons everywhere. Um, the day, the opening day, which is going to be October 7th. Um, and, uh, but it uh, really is absolutely indescribable how beautiful it is when you go down to the balloon fiesta park. It is so different, amazing. There's a lot of wonderful things going on, events going on besides, you know, everything else that goes on with the beautiful glows and mass ascensions and what have you. They have a lot of events um, that you can walk the grounds and it's just, I just encourage it. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. Can you tell us more about what it means um, to have your role as the Park and Ride Bus Sites Operation Manager, what you do at the Balloon Fiesta? What starts out, what is a park and ride? Um, Amanda, transportation manager, um, she contracts all the school buses. And we're looking at uh, buses from um, APS school buses, Herrera school buses, um, Albert Sanchez school buses, Rio Rancho public school, school buses, Bernalillo school buses, and Las Lunas school buses, which really is huge. Um, we get around 206 buses. And so, um, we have to assign them in different locations. We have actually have four locations, which is um, we have the Cottonwood Mall, and my manager there is Ben Wiggs. 
We have our Hoffman Town manager, Remy Nevarez. We also have our other site, uh, Conwood, and the managers, Valerie and Sienna, um, and also um, Intel. And our manager there is Gabe Gallegos. And we have, uh, they sell out the tickets. You can get those online. It's great to hear how many people are involved in this process and how each manager and each person that you're working with has more people that help bring all these people together for such a special event. It really sounds like you take a really big logistics role in having to manage and organize all these different people, all these different buses, all trying to get into the balloon fiesta. And I just want to really acknowledge those efforts because I think not always are the bus drivers and the people managing how people get in to the balloon fiesta really recognized for their important role because without you guys it wouldn't people wouldn't be able to go so I just I really want to acknowledge that and thank you for that yes yes and also I can't uh, I also have to mention the school bus drivers and attendants um they are amazing we have the best school bus drivers and attendants in New Mexico and our goal is to um pick everyone up at the park and ride locations and uh, take them as quick and efficient and safe as we possibly can. And then also, you know, make sure that they don't miss the event and get them there in a timely manner. And we're looking sometimes from 67,000 people transported. And that's just an estimate. That is amazing. That's a huge number of people that you help every day during this time. So that's super exciting. What should we know about the Balloon Fiesta this year? Is there anything that you want the listeners to know that's happening? Yes, we're having actually on October 14th is the solar eclipse. And so it's going to be a very big event. So in the celebration of the eclipse, the Balloon Fiesta guests will be able to see a scheduled mass session for, followed by an eclipse glow. Okay, and then they're going to have the eclipse glow will be um, at the balloon launching field. And so um, it will be going on while the darkness of the eclipse. So that's gonna be really, really awesome. Also, um, we're gonna have special guests there. NASA's administration will have a presence there um, at the Balloon Fiesta and we'll be giving out around 80,000 solar eclipse view glasses for all the guests coming in the morning to enjoy uh, the event. Thank you so much for sharing. That's super interesting. How did that come about? They offered and wanted to be involved? Our executive director, Sam Parks, and transportation manager, Amanda, um, said that uh, they had been working close with the experts from NASA. And so they uh, brought them in as skits just so everyone could enjoy our beautiful skies of New Mexico, you know, and be able to see the wonderful eclipse. So I highly recommend everyone to come by and see it. It's gonna be amazing, especially with the balloons blowing um, out at the field and the launching area, they're gonna have that uh, uh, special events and special glows. So it's really something that I recommend highly for everybody. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure our listeners will be really excited to hear about that event. Why did you feel you wanted to be a part of the Balloon Fiesta family? Yes, ma'am, there is a family, um, absolutely. Everyone works very well together. Um, it is, we have so many volunteers also that volunteer that are amazing, that help out um, even at the sites at uh, Balloon Fiesta Park, a lot of retirees that come in and volunteer their help just to help us with the flow. 
of our passengers offloading and loading. Um, it's just in and out all day long. Um, they uh, actually tease me because I walk around with nine radios because every single contractor um, that we contract with the school buses, um, they all have their own radio frequencies. So I am the one who talks to every single bus driver. So um, yeah, you need to know who you're talking to and be ready to handle all those radios. I am so impressed to hear that. You really are the logistics master of the balloon fiesta over here. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with us about your work, your um, your role, or anything that you think we should know about? I just think that I'm very lucky to be able to um, be there every single year uh, that I've been there. Um, I It's just so much going on, and uh, there's never a dull moment. It's just just really highly recommended. And the park and ride, I would really um, want people to uh, try to do the park and ride. I believe it's in their best interest. It's more um, convenient. They're not stressed out with the traffic. I mean, they just, um, you know, they get their tickets online, they get on the bus and they they get dropped off there at Balloon uh, Park. And there is signs everywhere for everyone to go where they need to go. Um, we're there to assist them in any way that we can. We also have shuttles for um, the elderly or um, if there's any situations going on with people that uh, can't walk or they have a brace or they just happen to, you know, accidentally have a break on the leg or something, we shuttle them back and forth if they need it. We have a shuttle service that takes them wherever they need to go. We always have uh, MTs ready to jump in for emergencies. I mean, we just have everything covered from end to end. Um, I believe Saturday too also, um, we're going to have on the 14th, uh, Country Band is going to be playing with all the action to add to everything that's going on. Um, yes, park and ride, please. I think everyone would love park and ride. Everybody gets all very happy. Um, they don't have to worry about the stress of parking and walking. So I highly recommend it. Yeah, I love to hear that. Thank you. For someone who's never done park and ride before, but after hearing this is interested in doing it, do you have any tips or maybe the website that you can tell them to go to? Yes, and it is balloon.com and you can find uh, it very easy. It comes up very easy and they'll let you know the price, the amount, the times, the schedules, everything that goes on, you know, with all that. Um, also, I do want to let uh, a lot of the public know that when they do ride park and ride and they have little ones and they're on um, strollers that they can also put the strollers in the back of the buses we're very safe about opening up those back doors and uh, we um, load them for them and then we also offload them once they reach the balloon fiesta park and um, yes and then they just go into the fiesta and uh, it, like i said everyone's there to assist in any way that we can and that's one of the things that we all um, are together with the 18. We call the 18 the ones that run the park and ride. That's who I call my 18. Um, they're just happy, friendly, go lucky. Everybody's just in a good mood and we're there to do what we have to do to make everybody happy and just come back next year. Thank you so much for sharing. How exciting and lovely to hear that you guys just keep that positive attitude and work together so well to make sure that this works smoothly every year. I thank you all so much. And thank you for being the operation manager of all of it. I appreciate well, It's fun. It's a lot of fun and I love it. Um, you have to love it to be able to work with the public. 
and uh, make sure that um, everything works out as planned. Um, you just, yeah, it's something that I have a passion for and I believe that is one of the reasons why I really go 100%. That is beautiful, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Liz? I believe I'm good. Thank you, Liz Aldaz, for sharing with us all of the important information that um, we should know as visitors of the Bloon Fiesta. But I also want to thank you for your continual efforts and work and devotion to our community and to the Balloon Fiesta. Um, I just, I want to say that your efforts aren't going unnoticed and that we really, really acknowledge and honor you and everything that you do for us. So thank you so much. And it was really amazing to hear um, all the exciting things coming with the Balloon Fiesta. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. For Generation Justice, I'm Lily Lukow. Thank you so much, Liz Aldaz, for going into depth about some of the exciting events that are happening this year. And I'd like to thank you for all of your hard work as operations manager of Park and Ride. It's so clear to see how your dedication and your passion for this work has allowed this event to run so smoothly. An important note to always remember as we venture out into our community is to follow COVID safety practices. Stay up to date on your vaccinations, wear a KN95 mask, and social distance as much as you can. Try to keep these practices in mind for the Balloon Fiesta, especially knowing that it's an international event. Speaking of COVID-19 practices, next up we'll share our vaccine equity segment. Before that, please enjoy the song Sunrise by Michelle, and then we'll listen to Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. community and can show that through protecting it. And that's why I'm so excited to share our vaccine equity announcements for this week. The 2023 to 2024 COVID-19 vaccine approved and recommended by the FDA and the CDC is now available to New Mexicans. Everyone six months and older who has not received a COVID-19 vaccine in the last 60 days should get the shot. As hospitalizations continue to rise, it is essential to keep up to date with all immunizations to stay safe. The flu and RSV vaccines are also being administered by pharmacies across the state. 
During this time of year, we are more prone to contracting respiratory illnesses. Respiratory Sinitial Virus, or RSV, is a common respiratory virus that usually causes mild, cold-like symptoms. Most people recover in a week or two, but RSV can be serious. The CDC encourages adults 60 years and older, infants, and young children to receive the RSV vaccine. For more information about the availability of new COVID-19, flu, and RSV vaccines, and to schedule an appointment for your vaccination, please visit vaccinenm.org. Once again, that's vaccinenm.org. Don't forget to wash your hands frequently, wear a KN95 mask, and practice social distancing to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and other respiratory illnesses. Tune in next week for more vaccine equity and COVID updates. Here is the song Bam Bam by Sister Nancy. Tell me someone ting non seek ya understand. Who want ting non seek ya understand? Why make them a talk about me ambition? So why make them a talk about me ambition? Come and say some of them ask me where me get it from. Just some of them ask me where me get it from. I told them no, no, it's from creation. I told them no, no, it's from creation. Bam, bam. It's time for our community calendar. As you attend these and other exciting community events, make sure you're being COVID safe by wearing a KN95 mask and keeping social distancing protocols in mind. If you're looking for an outdoor event, the Baharita Sekia Landmarks Project Community Workshop is perfect for you. This workshop hosted by CESOS is happening on Saturday, October 7th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Gutierrez Hubble House at 6029 Isleta Boulevard Southwest. If you have any questions about this workshop, feel free to email info at sesos.org. That's info at sesos.org. The next event we want to share with you takes place at the National Hispanic Cultural Center, the exhibition Reposo. In this durational performance, artist Justin Favela will rest for the entirety of Hispanic Heritage Month at the National Hispanic Cultural Center. This performance challenges capitalistic views of labor and human value, the performance of racialized and gendered labor, and examines what it means to be Hispanic, Latinx, and a Latina artist working in the art world today. For more information, visit nhccnm.org. Once again, that's nhccnm.org. That's it for our community calendar. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed this hour of uplifting our community. We'd like to thank our guests, Alicia Chavez, the New Mexico Impact and Partnership Lead and Board President of CESOS, and Liz Aldaz park and bus rides operations manager with Balloon Fiesta. Tonight's hour of radio was produced by Roberta Rael and Barbara Ramirez with production assistance from Ariana Cordova and myself, Sunandita Santanam. We'd also like to thank our interviewers, Matas Javer and Lily Lukau. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. 
Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're active on social media, so find us on Facebook, Instagram, and follow our playlists on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, the Gonalma Health Foundation, the New Mexico Department of Health Infectious Disease Bureau through the Better Together Program, and Office of School and Adolescent Health, as well as the City of Albuquerque, Race Forward, Media Justice, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D., and our last songs of the night include Leave the Door Open by Bruno Mars, Anderson Pock, and Silk Sonic, followed by Eternal Sunshine by Lou Val. I'm Sunedita Santanam. Coming up on KUNM is spoken word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Have a great night, New Mexico. I'm sipping